Hi, welcome to Kingdom Culture. Today, uh, I'm here with my friend, uh, Nick Chelson, to do part two of the leadership. I know, almost six months later, right? Six months <clears throat> later, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we even, we even had a review what we talked about. <laughs> well, I suppose if you're, like, waiting for a sequel for a movie, it's almost a year wait, right? So, <laughs> so leadership, right? Part two. Um, the main focus of the first one was just like, what well, is a leader? How can I be a leader? And now with this one, um, what I've had vision was leading other people now, right? Because now that you've learned, okay, what's it like to be a leader? How we all have influence. And so what does that look like? And I guess it's almost like it's perfect now that I didn't do this podcast sooner you're in a leadership position now, right? Yeah. So right now, beforehand, uh, in, the, in the first part, I was a, a nurse assistant. Now mm-hmm. I'm a life coach. Yeah. And I lead about, typically on like an average, three people a day. I mean, that's mm-hmm. usually my group, Monday yeah. through Friday. And so I work with young adults that have uh, ASD. Okay. So what's a, that? Autistic uh, spectrum disorder or something. Oh, okay. I think mm-hmm. I haven't heard it referred to as that. So. But they're high functioning. But yeah. my job is to basically whatever needs that they, they want, right? So right. it's like, hey, I need help finding a job. I need mm-hmm. help to learn about banking. Mm-hmm. It's like being this big brother program where it's mm-hmm. like because th- their minds have a little bit harder of understanding, grasping, you know, figuring things out. And so... You know, just to have that big brother where I don't solve the problem, I lead them to the solution. Yeah. So, like we talked about in the last episode, you need to lead yourself. You, you know, a leader is someone who leads other people, but a leader is also someone who leads themselves. So, it sounds like you're, as a leader, are helping them learn how to lead themselves. Is that... Um, yeah. Because, um, but... You you replicate what you are, in a sense, mm-hmm. right, as a leader. So whatever I know of, like if I know about getting a job mm-hmm. or getting banking, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pass that same knowledge on to them from what I know. Okay. Do you have a story that you could share of an example of how you led one of your clients to eventually lead themselves? Um... You were telling me about helping them make good decisions. Um, so, like, if they have so much money they can spend and how you help them kind of make decisions with that. Yeah. Uh, but actually, the story I would like to share. Yeah. <laughs> forget actually, that story. I was like, forget that story. <laughs> but actually, the story I do have is that one of my clients just recently got uh, offered a job. Oh, cool. I went in there with him during the interview, you know, introduced myself, who I was, a life coach. And mm-hmm. just, hey, like, you know, can I sit in on this? It's all right. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, sure thing, right? And so he got a he got offered a job in, like, seven minutes. Wow. I just awesome. I talked a little bit, just, like, to introduce myself, what our mm-hmm. program was, mm-hmm. and my client. And then he just, you know, she asks him questions, mm-hmm. and he answers, like, just, like, in a normal interview. And, you know, beforehand, I was just telling him, like, hey, be confident. Just don't worry, you know? Um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to getting a job, it's like you just apply, apply, apply. Like find right. an area of what you like mm-hmm. and then just whenever there's like, you know, three, four, whatever, just boom. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened to me with the current job I got because I got mm-hmm. this job back in 
Well, I got offered it in December, and then I had mm-hmm. to give two weeks' notice, so I didn't start until the beginning of January. But Yeah, so you've been doing it for about three months so far. Yeah, almost four months. But yeah, yeah. it's been it's been really amazing. Um, just yeah. the fact that it was something that God knew was on my heart. Uh-huh. And people. Yeah, before I even came down to California, God told me that uh, I would be leading, I'd be making my schedule, I'd be, uh-huh. you know, and I thought, huh, so maybe that... Uh, that's not gonna happen because i was a, i was a, i was a cna and right mm-hmm. actually when i first got down here i didn't have a job so i had like a month of no work yeah so i thought i thought that was literally it when i was yeah. doing door dot door dot or not door uh uber eat and stuff and, right and so i thought that meant by that but then when i got this job mm-hmm. everything he was telling me you know you're gonna, you're gonna be scheduling your days you're gonna be a leading leader you're uh-huh. gonna lead other people. You're not gonna be a boss, but you're gonna lead others. And I, I had mm-hmm. no idea what that meant. I mean, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't even think about life coaching because I tried to figure out where God wanted me to go, mm-hmm. and I didn't see any doors that opened up when I was in Oregon until right. like how I came down here. So it's it's weird to think that this that that thought never really came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the job interview for this client of yours. So obviously, you know, you and I, we both had a lot of jobs, had a lot of job interviews. If either of us were to go look for a new job today, we would have some skill sets that we know we would need to have. We would know how we need to dress. We would know what we need to put on a resume. We would know how to carry ourselves in that situations, know how to answer certain questions. So for you having to help this client of yours, what was some you know, coaching or what was some like advice that you gave him on, Hey, when you go into this interview, fill in the blank. Well, it wasn't more just that it was more about the practice interviews that we did beforehand. Okay. So you kind of did like simulated interviews, mock interviews. Yes. And even right up beforehand, we were doing Uh it and, um, he had an interview a week before with a different job and there were some mistakes that he made. And I told him like, the mistakes that he made and what the what he actually should have said and I asked mm-hmm. him like why did you say that or like when he was asked do you know what this job entails and we went over it the whole morning about like what the job that he applied for mm-hmm. um, and that in more detail for like what it is and then he just says uh, I don't know because oh, he got nervous mm-hmm. and I said well next time like you know just don't respond right away out of nervousness take some mm-hmm. time but I told him I said that I would fill in, like I could step in uh-huh. and just say, "Hey, like he actually does know this. Like he's just a little nervous right now." Like right. I told him, I said, "I'll be there for you." Like right, I'm there to like make sure uh-huh. that you, you can give that answer because I know you know it. Uh-huh. You got this. Yeah, yeah. And confidence—that's the one thing I would tell people. Confidence, right? Uh-huh. I feel like unless it's like a really skilled-based job where you you know you have to go to school for, I feel uh-huh. like the number one thing is confidence. With my job, even my boss told me, he goes, we want people who are extroverted. People who mm-hmm. will just be themselves. Mm-hmm. Because that shows that if they can be, they can be calm being walking into mm-hmm. a room with a, with, a, with a boss who's going to interview you and stuff, mm-hmm. then you can lead these people. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be shy and nervous. Yeah. And so I told him confidence. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the most thing that most people are look forward in. In an interview, it's just confidence. You feel confident you can do this. Because if you're coming in and you maybe have, like, background on, like, work experience, but you show very lack of confidence uh-huh. or just, like, holding yourself up, I feel like they, they wouldn't want to choose you. Uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. Because there's something iffy about you. Like, do you mm-hmm. feel like you can? Like, you went to school for this. And um, what comes to my mind is this. My friend's wife, mm-hmm. um, she got a bachelor's degree in a, a science field, biology. Mm-hmm. And she had all A's. She was a 4.0 student. But had no work experience. Did not even take temp jobs or do any of that stuff. Uh-huh. It was very, very hard. She couldn't find a job in that field of what she wanted with that degree until, like, it came down to where I was working in the hospital. I knew connections was people working in the uh-huh. cancer research, and her bio- biology degree would work uh-huh. in the cancer research. So it got her in the door, which then allowed her to work there for a few years, and uh-huh. then she could realize, she, she, you know, she could do whatever she wants. She, she ended up leaving, but, you know... Having that yeah. work experience then shows that, like, one, you have confidence now. You should mm-hmm. have confidence because you now have yeah. have experience in that field. Yeah. So. So talking about a couple things. So one, obviously, the mock interviews. So this idea of if you're trying to get some kind of skill is to practice it. So that's one thing you can do as a leader, if, whether you're leading someone else or yourself. Put yourself in a situation where you can practice doing what you're going to be doing i mean we've been talked about with like sun our sunday morning services at our churches of hey if the worship leader goes to another song what do we do so talking about almost doing like uh fire drills with that <laughs> so that's rapid fires of something like that uh the other thing you talked about kind of you know the principle of feedback right so looking at how something went and just asking questions about it hey how did you think that went you know, oh, well, I didn't get the job. Okay, why do you think you didn't get the job? Okay, what well, questions do they ask you? And just kind of evaluating, you know, that feedback and evaluation. So that's something mm-hmm. you can do with someone you're leading, but it's also something you can do with yourself. Yeah. And then obviously the third thing, having that confidence in yourself. I think we should talk about that a little bit more. What is, What do you think that means to have confidence? Because I think... We can all say it's something that's important to have, right? You know, we want to be confident as leaders. Yeah. I, was but, gonna, um, um, I would say one is, um, well, let's look up the definition of confidence. Okay. And well, then while you're searching it up, I, I, I think of confidence right now. So this is not me saying Webster Dictionary or anything, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it's this, uh, lack of better words, just this... Uh, Oh, gosh, like, <laughs> like you're yeah. you're not nervous. You're not. Uh, actually, I couldn't even. I'm just gonna describe it. Yeah. I can give the Google okay. dictionary yeah, the Google. definition. It just says <laughs> the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, or to have trust in that person. Interesting. I was gonna so say. So we had. We had confidence in our staff member as an example. That I was going to say trust in God. That was literally the thing I was about to go say. Was that mm-hmm. I was going to use the example of like when you're going to go into a place, it's trusting God. Mm-hmm. So that's actually one of the, the confidence areas that I actually fall mm-hmm. into when I do interviews. I yeah. say because I believe that, you know, uh, God will watch over your coming and going, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he will, he will guide you on the on the path, right? Like he's mm-hmm. your lamp, he's your light for your path, like. And so when I go to when I go to a job interview, I say, God, this is it. Let the door open up, if not mm-hmm. close it. Like, and I trust you. So when I go and do my interviews, I always make sure I throw in God in there at some mm-hmm. point. When they ask me, tell me about yourself. I say I came down to California. God led me down here, mm-hmm. and you know, and I. 
I go to church, mm-hmm. and then I do this, this, and this in my communities. Mm-hmm. You know, I just talk about myself, but I always make sure I, I have God be, be honored in that so they know that I believe in God. And just mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah, how, but <laughs> How do people respond to you when you say, you know, God led me? Because as Christians, we might have an idea of what that means. You know, maybe we prayed and we felt God speak to us in that time. How or maybe respond? someone gave you a word. It's, so in a church setting, we have an idea of, you know, hey, when Greg says, God led me here, we have an idea of, okay, this is some ways that maybe it happened. But how do you think people, how do people respond when you tell One of two them? things. It's going to be, oh, wow, it's really awesome. Or two, it's, oh, okay. Most time, it's, if the people go with number two, it's, they're not really a believer. Mm-hmm. And if it's number one, like my current job, uh, a son of a of a Baptist, you know, pre- preacher, and then his wife is Mormon. Mm-hmm. So, or his, I guess, partner, work partner, not wife. They they were married, but then they, yeah, there was a separation. But besides that point, uh, yeah, they both believe in God. Mm-hmm. I think even still to this day, or, or, and so, I, I made this joke with my friend. I said I did a little bit of a. Not prophesying, but just, like, I give a lot of encouragement. I felt like what God uh, mm-hmm. wanted to say to encourage uh, mm-hmm. one of my bosses, and they really liked that. And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to say, like, I, I abused it, but I remember just looking at her, and I just felt this word of, with compassion. I could feel that, hey, you're such a joy, you know, joyful person, mm-hmm. this and that. And it, she really resonated with that. She goes, wow, thank you so much. Wow, I can't believe you actually mm-hmm. saw that. I said, yeah, I just saw your poster or the picture of it, you know, because they have – their their company you know staff photos and i just to everybody like i said i see you you're just you're just the funny one like you know you're just uh-huh. so, so much full of joy and you're such a good great person to be around i can just sense that about you just by that and i wasn't uh-huh. lying i wasn't trying to come out of this where i'm going to be like you know just to just you're get you on good terms for a compliment but just them. by yeah. being that confident right because it's like it, i love what heidi baker says you know it says love god with all your soul strength you know love god right and then Mm -hmm. the second one is to love your neighbor who's your neighbor the person in front of you you're in front of me right now Mm -hmm. so that's being a great leader is loving that person Mm -hmm. and one thing i want to talk about with feedback Mm -hmm. because i don't want to lose this thought Mm -hmm. this sandwich when my coworkers told me this good bad good yeah so when you give me constructive feedback Mm -hmm. you always want to have more good than bad in a sense like, if yeah. you're going to do the bad, just make it, you know, in the middle so that even if it's a lot, that way, like, you know, if it's like maybe, you know, you have like quite a bit that they need to grow on, but mm-hmm. always make sure you have yeah. the good, the bad, and the good. Because that way they're not like leaving with the, because, you know, people say like, give me the good, give me the bad first and the good. But mm-hmm. I feel like when you, when you go from good to bad, you feel encouraged. And then at the same time, mm-hmm. when you're going into the bad, you're like, okay, but then you know that there's good coming after that as well. Like, you may struggle with these things, but dude, like you're so good at these other things mm-hmm. too. Like, and that's one thing I wanted to point out was this, you know, and you can go with that. Mm-hmm. So when I give cr- constructive feedback, it's the sandwich they call it. Bread, yeah. the meat, the center is like, well, hey, what you need to work on, what yeah. you, know, you struggle with. But then, like, look, you're you're good in these things, and you're not repeating the the, the first step. You're actually are just emphasizing uh, why you think they're they're good. You know mm-hmm. why they're it, it, it's um. When somebody struggles with sin, you don't call them and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's almost like as if you're saying you're better than that in the sense of a good, in a good way. Like, dude, mm-hmm. dude you're, you're so loving. Like, dude, like, 
You know, like I'm not trying to say like that 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 you, that you should feel bad for doing that, but dude, that's that's, that, that's like that's beneath you in a sense. Like uh-huh. you're royalty, dude. Like yeah. you're, you you have holiness inside of you. Who lives inside of you? You know, you don't need to keep going down that path. Uh-huh. You don't need to go down that path to depression or whatever. Yeah. You know, those spiraling thoughts, or whatever it may be. Yeah, yeah. Like you have you have God who's with you. He's for you. He's not against you. Uh-huh. The enemy shakes. The fact that, like, you know, they say the demons know God and they sh- and they shudder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, things I've like heard that. that, too. Like, the idea of the sandwich, like you said. Compliment, criticism, compliment. So that way it's, uh, it's not a way to mask the criticism, but it's a good way to point out that, hey, I'm not always just going to give you negative feedback. I'm also going to give you good feedback. One of my philosophies on feedback is I think it should be you should give positive feedback regularly. So kind of like the sandwich, just another um, way to do it is every time you see that person doing something, hey, you did a great job today. Or hey, great job with that. Hey, I noticed that. I noticed that. And then when you point out the, oh, hey, I noticed uh, you need to work on this a little bit. You already kind of have a rapport of complimenting them and encouraging them and giving them positive feedback that they're not going to get defensive about it. They're probably going to be like, oh, shoot, I messed up. I need, to, mm-hmm. I need to work on that. And then you're back to the, you know, positive. Hey, good job. I saw that. I noticed that. One of the things I, when I try to remember, at least once a week, because I don't want to abuse it in a sense mm-hmm. when they get tired of it, but I say, hey, guys, like, what do you guys can, can say one awesome thing about one another, right? One mm-hmm. encouragement, one thing that you really find that they do is really awesome and i'll point out i say hey you know what you're really a good helper when it comes to like the physical stuff Mm -hmm. i know with the sit downs and learning of our lessons that we do it can be a little hard but i know that when we do the more like could you do volunteer at the the food bank Mm -hmm. you're you're fast you're on top of it Mm -hmm. you're helpful yeah you don't argue about what to do you just you do it Mm -hmm. you're great at that i love Mm -hmm. that Another person, I'll say, you know what? You're such a helpful person. You always, like, want to assist me. If I'm driving and I, let's say, I need to put my water bottle down cause, or you need to open it up. He's right uh-huh. there to do that. You know, the simple things, right? Like, I uh-huh. said, you're such a, you have this leadership quality about you because mm-hmm. you, you like helping out. You look like that customer service base. Like, mm-hmm. and this other person, I said, I called him out in the fact of leadership. I say that you like helping people when they don't understand the lesson. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, man, let me let me help you with that. Let me show you. Or like, hey, what was it that you are struggling on? Mm-hmm. You know, because he's been here for a while. And I, and I said that. I, when I said that, I had this thought in my mind. I feel like God was saying that he doesn't even realize that he has leadership qualities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that in that moment, I might have called him out. He goes, oh, really? You think that? And mm-hmm. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you do. How did he respond to that? Like, like that. He's like, yeah, like I do. That. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Smiled. Yeah, yeah. It, it really it made, it made him smile. Yeah, and sometimes it's just as simple as that. Being a leader is calling out the leadership characteristics you see <clears throat> in other people. So, since being in this leadership role, what's another leadership lesson, characteristic, or what's something else that you've learned? Maybe like a leadership characteristic where you're like, hey, I think... A leader needs to mm. do this or be this or act I love this way. When God speaks, because right now, like I, you know, when you're asking me that question, I had nothing, no idea, and so literally, 
I thought of Jesus, and I know it sounds kind of like cliche, but it's like he, uh-huh. the leader takes the hit. Uh-huh. The leader takes the hit. If you're in charge of the disciples, you're in charge of your small group, right? Mm-hmm. You are, So this guy, Nick, is my boss here at this <laughs> church, right? So if... You tell me this, right? So mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna remember this. If I dropped the camera and it broke, mm-hmm. you wouldn't blame me. You would blame yourself. You mm-hmm. said that I would take the hit because I let you go do that. Mm-hmm. The leader takes the hit because mm-hmm. overall he's in charge of that group. Now mm-hmm. I remember seeing this. Whether people, you know, this is whether people agree with it or not, or not really necessarily about that. But I saw this meme about leader being a leader versus a boss. Mm-hmm. A boss is like someone sits at the desk, tells them what to do, uh-huh. better get to it, and then there's another image where they're like whipping the the the, the people, and the uh-huh. leader is saying, "Hey, let me join you. Uh-huh. I will take the fall." Like uh-huh. you know how they say the weakest link. Uh, what is it that you're only as strong as the weakest link, uh-huh. and so that that leader is supposed to look at who is the weakest one, uh-huh. and and if you want to get biblical about it. My yoke uh-huh. is easy, my burden is light. Uh-huh. When it talks about the yoke, it's always the weak with the strong to help guide. Uh-huh. My staff and my rod, uh-huh. they what? Comfort. Comfort, right? And I remember uh-huh. um, a friend I had who told me what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I thought it meant something else, like a whip or whatever, like a beating a stick or something like that. I didn't understand what a rod was or my uh-huh. staff. But actually what he says is when one goes astray, one has that loop. And yeah. what you do is you wrap, put kind of like you know next to its yeah. neck. And then you take your other one and you go like this. And like you, 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 put, you kind of put it on both sides of the, the sheep and then you guide them to the direction they need to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's where feedback comes in is when someone's getting off course or they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Well, That's not just when feedback. you kind of loop them back in and say, hey, yeah. real, you know. But it's not just about feedback. It's literally being about being a leader with those who you lead. Mm-hmm. That's everything I've just said in the last, like, five minutes. Like, literally, it's, like, about that, not just about feedback. But that's literally what I literally got the thought of, like, in my mind. So yeah. that's what I said, like, when you were asking me that being question. Being on the playing field <laughs> with, uh, yeah, you're on the field with the people you're leading. You're not high up in a tower or um, something like that. Leaders need leaders to guide them themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to unpack that some more? I <laughs> know, <laughs> sorry, like, with these podcasts, like, I get so <laughs> boom, boom, boom. But it's, bullets. It's, it's honestly, like, you ask me a question and I come in here and none of this is, like, you know, scripted. We don't have anything, but it's just... We're just talking. Yeah, just talking. And I think that's, I love about these podcasts now. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. But it's God gives me these images, gives me these ideas. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, I had no idea how to respond to that. Mm-hmm. So leaders need leaders. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing this where Daniel Kalenda, Todd White, you know, they both are friends, but they literally are iron versus iron. Like, they, yeah, they help. Yeah. Like, he, he talked about how there was a sermon a while ago, a couple of years ago, that Todd White said. And it did kind of have some... Uh, what do you call it, like TMZ or whatever spotlight on it, you know, where people are like, what? That doesn't sound biblical. That doesn't sound yeah. right. Some so, questions. Yeah, and so Daniel Klinda on his podcast, because there was a, cop, a, a topic he talked about with Todd White, yeah. saying like, you know, uh, is he, you know, uh, false doctrine or whatever. And when he 
heard what people were talking about, he investigated and then he, he pulled Todd White aside privately, mm-hmm. you know, not to be exposed and everybody in, in not in the middle of everybody. But he talked to him and basically was like, Hey, like, you know, what happened? Mm-hmm. And they talked about it and it was a misunderstanding, basically mm-hmm. what he said. And so yeah. Todd White went out the next weekend and he said, Hey, you know what, I'm sorry. I know this was said this way but I meant this mm-hmm. and this, you Brand know, he, he, he corrected himself and, you know, he repented whatever he needed to, but mm-hmm. that's what it means to like have a leader, have a, you know, leaders need leaders, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even just about a leader leading you necessarily. It can be even like a coworker, right? Like a, a lead, like the mm-hmm. same level leadership, right? Having each other's back because mm-hmm. you, you see in front of you, but he can see behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pulling up this passage in Matthew 18 where it even talks about that. I think, you know, you talked about how he went to him privately to correct him. He didn't go on social media and put him on blast. He didn't go to other people and gossip about him. He just went to him directly. And that's kind of how Jesus t- instructs leaders to correct other people. In uh, Matthew eighteen fifteen, if another believer sins against you, you, go privately and point out the offense. And if the other person listens and confesses, then it's like you won the person back. And then if you're unsuccessful, take two or th- take one or two others with you and go back, so that everything can be confirmed by those two or three witnesses. And if the person still refuses to listen, then take them to the church. And if then they still don't, um, they still don't listen, then just treat that person like a non-believer. So, Jesus does give it leaders instructions on how to give feedback, how to give criticism, how to bring correction and accountability to uh, people who are wrong. So, I think that's mm. a great example of that in action. And a lot of times it doesn't even get to those other two or three steps. It's the private conversation, and then it's like, hey, if that person has humility and is willing to admit that they were wrong, then nothing else has to come of it. Yeah, so I know I've shared a lot, but Nick, in your viewpoints of leading others, do you have any stories to share about the impact maybe of leading in others? Any any um, highlights that you may have found just throughout your years, maybe through college, through yeah. So there's ministry. this idea, kind of in counseling, I guess would be the you know counseling studies this idea of turning the corner so it kind of comes back to that you're leading them but you're also trying to get them to lead themselves so this idea in this pastoral care and counseling class that I took is this idea of your goal in that moment as a counselor or as a leader is to help this person turn the corner and what that means is when they talk about turning the corner is this person is supposed to see that they have everything they need to make the change that they need to make. So if you're counseling someone on, say, hey, I'm having this issue with a friend. Well, like we just talked about, the solution is for them to go to that friend and try to work it out with them. So your idea is not to say, hey, well, you need to go to that friend and just talk to them. But the idea is you're supposed to help guide them to come to that conclusion themselves, you know? Well, by asking them questions, you know? 
so like okay well who is this person you know how often do you guys talk does this person know this is how you feel so kind of these guiding questions so you know the idea of a staff guiding them back Mm -hmm. so kind of guiding them and then helping that person kind of realize oh hey if I just simply sat down and talked to this person and told them how I felt then perhaps this issue could get resolved so I think that idea of leading other people to kind of make those decisions by asking guiding questions is something that I found effective and it's something that I've done in my leadership or when I've counseled people that I think is effective I think when I've done that before I've you know you kind of see the light bulbs going off on people and it's cool for them because it's a growing experience for them because they realize that hey I've come to this conclusion myself and because they came up with it themselves they feel then empowered to go and then do it versus oh Nick told me I have to go do this or Greg (laughs) told me I have to go do this but it's an idea that they came up with where it's like hey not not only did I come up with this idea but I know that this is something I can do kind of back to what you said about confidence which is interesting it reminds me of a story uh, not really a story it's just the idea of when I was a kid mm-hmm. I was always told you know your cleaning duties right vacuum the carpets do the dishes you know tasks that we may had like once every mm-hmm. two weeks to clean right and eventually I got to this point where I don't know what age I just started doing it mm-hmm. and actually because me and my brother would be like okay he got the downstairs I got the upstairs Mm-hmm. And I got the stairs because he didn't like doing stairs back mm-hmm. in the stairs, and yeah. eventually I just did both. Mm-hmm. I would do the dusting because uh, that's the first things I would do is dust and then vacuum because yeah. because all the dust falls to the ground. But I just did it, and like my mom, kind of. I remember one time just being like to my brother, you know, Greg, Greg just like clean the, you know, clean the whole house, like, mm-hmm. and you can't do this, like, because he would complain about doing something. Yeah. And and then I would say, I'll do it. And she goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to do it. He's got to do it. Like, you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just like with cooking, one day I was like, man, I'm hungry. And I don't know how old I was. So Grace and, and thank God nothing happened. I don't mm-hmm. know how old I was, but I made tacos, right? So I'm using yeah. the, the burn. No, it was, was it burners? Like flame? I don't remember. Yeah. But I think it was flame. But I just remember like, cooking dinner one night and you know like I'm uh, doing it for everybody they come home my mom mm-hmm. my stepdad and they're like wow yeah I, I've seen you do it so many different times and I kind of help you and I want to do it I mean they were I realize now I'm like I didn't even season the meat <laughs> it, I, I don't remember if I did or if I used to pack it but you know right. the very first few times but the fact is, like, whether it's perfect or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that, like, I still did it without them asking me. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, it being the idea of, like, I can do this. I can provide, mm-hmm. you know, for my family who works. My mom, my stepdad mm-hmm. work, and my brother's doing schoolwork. And I'll have some free time, right? So, mm-hmm. me, my my stepdad would, the reason why I bring all these up is because he, he told me one time, like, mm-hmm. when it came to chores... I would ask him, what do you want me to do? And he goes, when you get a job, sometimes it's not about being told what to do. Mm-hmm. It's you finding what needs to be done and taking care of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's good. And I think that when we, you know, talk about 
Jesus making disciples, a lot of people would argue that the mark of a good disciple is a disciple who makes disciples. I think the same thing can be said about leadership. A good leader is someone who makes leaders. So in that example, kind of turning the corner, realizing, hey, I have the skills and resources that I need to be able to do this. Um, I think that should be the goal of leaders, is to help other people see that they also have the leadership potential that they need. So you talked about, you made this comment a little bit ago about leaders needing leaders. So for you, what do you think when, um, how have you seen leaders find other leaders to kind of help them grow as leaders? Like what's Great something question. that you- Thank you for that. I was hoping you, when you were talking, you were gonna ask something like that. <laughs> um, so my friend, um, who's also has a pastoral calling, mm-hmm. not saying also like as I do or anything, right. but I'm just saying like as well as he has that calling. Um, I, I help volunteer in the youth middle school and, and then my own personal, mm-hmm. I've been doing like basketball during the week on one, on Wednesdays, right? Like meeting up with some guys, this is something brand new. We've done three weeks already. And my friend said, you know, Hey, that's like discipleship. And so the second week, I remember just like, okay, God, I don't have a Bible, um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to just try and bring God into it. And I remember just like talking with him and I just mm-hmm. felt like there was a certain topic to talk about, right? But the reason why I bring up that story, right, is because mm-hmm. he, he, like me talking to him about it, mm-hmm. my friend who is also a leader, yeah. He says, you know, maybe, you know, it's a great way you're hanging out with some dudes. Mm-hmm. It sounds like kind of like it's a, it's a, like a men's group, but not a men's group. And then mm-hmm. saying, hey, you know what you could do? Bring mm-hmm. a little bit of God into that. Mm-hmm. Bring some encouraging, maybe read the word, you know, mm-hmm. go with the Holy Spirit, what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And then, so when I was doing that, we were at Chick-fil-A eating dinner. And I remember just like, we're sitting there and I'm thinking like, this is actually the opportune time to do that. Thank you for that idea. Mm-hmm. So me leading other leaders is like saying, hey, I had this men's group or, hey, yeah. I had this Bible study. What do you think I can do? Like, you know, let's say there's some things that go well, some things that don't. But somebody who's been in it for a few years longer than you can say, hey, I've done this and this works great. Yeah. You know, or that thing's happened before and I did this and it helped. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's, it's literally looking at people and say, because we're all going to be different levels, beginner, leader. Mm-hmm moderate who's been doing it for 20 years advanced who's been doing it for like their whole life right yeah. so you're gonna have people that can tell you like hey like you know you're because you're, if you're called to lead which we all have a certain influence of mm-hmm. we're gonna need to look at people who have that experience right yeah like like you have church elders you have people with wisdom you have people that can say hey like hey, i've been there i yeah. know like oh that happened okay hey i can tell you what to do you know mm-hmm. i can help you i can step in for you or whatever right that's what i mean like leaders need leaders because we bounce ideas Mm -hmm. when you're at work right in a in a in a company they say hey what how's it going any anything that has been a struggle Mm -hmm. whether it's like you work at a grocery store in different departments you know Mm -hmm. right because you all are under one umbrella or like Mm -hmm. at my job we have a staff client meeting every two weeks what has been going good what has been a struggle and what do you need help with? It's basically usually like yeah. three questions, right? 
Yeah. So, and then the supervisor will say, okay, hey, I'll help you with that, or that's awesome. Or other life coaches will say, hey, this works with this, you know, I did, when I had that person before, because mm-hmm. we rotate different clients. That way, yeah. not to go on too much of a, of a random, like, way, no, but good. it's just that when we have, um, we like to rotate clients every, like, four months, three to four months. Okay. Because it's, yeah. we want to get them used to the fact that, like, you know, with, with life, mm-hmm. not everything's going to be in steady flow. Sure. Yeah. So that's one right? way that you guys. So I mean, them. we look mm-hmm. at it right. Leaders need leaders because mm-hmm. each person has experience, and we all want a leader to succeed in a sense, right? We all yeah. want to, mm-hmm. like Nick, like Nick. You know, you do you lead a, a certain way in a, in a certain you know um, style, and I do mm-hmm. a different way, different style. Yeah. And maybe you know one day you're starting to like do something like I've done before, like years ago mm-hmm. I've been, and to have more experience I could share with you yeah. what has worked well and then with some, some other things I could be like hey Nick like mm-hmm. I don't know how to do you know um, uh, web hosting or whatever you know with like Bible mm-hmm. with, with virtual or whatever that you may know mm-hmm. you know just a random example right because you're more yeah. techie and geeky in the computer <laughs> department <laughs> yeah so. Something that I found, if you're looking for a leader or a mentor to help you grow, one of the kind of steps that I've come up with is four I's. So the letter I, or uh, excuse me, three I's. So the first one is, well, I'll say what they are. So it's investigate, invite, and invest. So when if you're looking for someone to help you grow as a leader or someone to mentor you or to help you grow as a leader... Uh, you can do these three things. So the first thing you want to do is you want to investigate. So if you're wanting to, in your example, become a better life coach, you're going to start to investigate, okay, who is someone who's further along in their career of life coaching, who's someone 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead, who's someone who where I want to be? And you start to look for, okay, who could this person be? And then once you figure out who that person is, then you invite them, you know, you just say, hey, you know, you're a life coach, I'm interested in life coaching, can I treat you to coffee or lunch? And then if they say yes, then you know, you get together and just you ask them questions, just say, hey, what got you into life coaching or whatever it is that you're trying to grow on? What got you into life coaching? What are some of the challenges you have? What do you love about it? Um, what is some advice you'd give for a younger life coach? And then from there, you just, you know, continue to invest in that relationship. And um, I think that's a great way to, and they might not even identify if you were to say like, hey, this person's leading me. They might not even identify as a leader to you, but they are in, you know, there's that mutual investment going on where they're investing in you and then you're investing in their relationship. So that's something that I found is helpful. If anyone listening is thinking like, hey, that sounds great, but I don't even know where to start. I want to grow in this area, but I don't know who to go to or where to go to or who could help me with that. I think yeah. those three things can help out. And, you know, like, this thought came to my mind, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, what are the attributes of a good leader, right? Mm-hmm. One is what we talked about before. Um, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it is, if I can do all these things but not love, then it's worthless. So I think mm-hmm. loving. You need to be loving. Mm-hmm. You need to have some form of compassion with whoever you're leading with mm-hmm. because like as i said before the metaphor of what people call a boss or a leader is that a boss will crack the whip and a yeah. leader is the one that says hey let me come out and help mm-hmm. let me help you 
Yeah. And and with that, right? So there's one I feel like in that in that in that example is that one has compassion. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus left the 99 for the one. So I just feel like that's something as like if you're looking for somebody, you know, one, make sure that like they 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 value you as well, right? Like mm-hmm. and that they'll they will have compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Um you might find people that may not have the time that's mm-hmm. fine, but like, I feel like with a leader is somebody you know who is kind, loving, compassionate, uh-huh. who is is confident, yeah, who's assertive and to a point of like knowing what needs to get done, mm-hmm. right? So like, if you're at a job and you have like an like a certain assignment, hey, like I know I'm all fun and games, yeah. but let's do this, like you know, the assertiveness, right of of what needs to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something where sometimes I'll confess I lack in the assertiveness because I always like to be that loving kind of guy. Yeah. And lately I've been uh, encouraged to be more assertive. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid. You're not the bad guy. You just, because there needs, like, there needs to be things that need to get accomplished. And mm-hmm. if we're always too passive, then, right? And so. I think any anybody who's asking like how can I lead others into what and and mm-hmm. the question is more of like why do you want to lead and 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 in what capacity do you want to lead? I think mm-hmm. that's the big thing, right? So with me, it's it, with being a life coach, it's compassion. Like, hey, these mm-hmm. people they're looking for a job. They need that big brother. They need somebody to encourage. A lot of them don't have a lot of friends, and mm-hmm. for me. God's always put that on my heart to be a friend for those who are friendless. Mm-hmm. I don't like bullies, so mm-hmm. I tend to always like to encourage, to uplift, to motivate, you know, to be that person. And, that, and that's where God's called me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stepping into that, like I said, like I said assertiveness because, right. right, like all those other things are great, but they have goals. All my clients have goals. Yeah, so Absolutely. So it sounds like we're kind of circling back around to the beginning. So I guess as we're wrapping up, what's like one takeaway you'd want people who are listening to this to say, hey, if I want to be a better leader, um, if I want to help other people be better leaders, what's like one takeaway that you'd want them to have? Oh my goodness. <laughs> my my mind almost went to a blank and then I'm thinking like there's a... I'm trying to remember there's like a YouTube video that I watched or something mm-hmm. I mean it's been um, if I take away one thing right just like as we talked about in the first part mm-hmm. anybody can be a leader mm-hmm. let it come from a place of love right mm-hmm. and we all lead regardless mm-hmm. who are your five friends six friends you know we ha- we call them um, mannerisms right yeah. Mm-hmm. We we copy other people's yeah. ways or jokes. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, bad company corrupts good morals, but if we have good company, we have good morals. Mm-hmm. And your biggest influence will always be your closest friends. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's like a place where you guys are most vulnerable to mm-hmm. share ideas, quirks and stuff. But, um, you know, leading others. Yeah. Just like that compassion. So the takeaway would be to kind of just look at who you have in your circle, 
who you're letting influence you, basically. Yeah, but yeah, I think the biggest good. thing is is literally what we kind of the underline is if I can do all things but not love, it's pointless. Uh-huh. And I know that's something that we talked about only briefly, but uh-huh. at the core of leading, it has to be. It has to be about love. Uh-huh. If you do not love, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> you got to love the people that you lead. That's a good takeaway. Cool. Well, I think that's a good place for us to end. Anything else you want to cover? Love the people that you lead. <laughs> I do <laughs> Or don't pray. lead them. I really feel led for to pray for whoever listens to this for boldness. Okay. I feel like people, somebody might be listening to this, and whether it's about being a leader or anything, I just really feel like if you stumbled across this, and I just feel like somebody might be struggling with, like, uh-huh. whether it might be depression, might be shyness, might be... You know, t- uh, timidus, tim- timid, being timid. Sure. But yeah, I just, yeah. I just want to pray this. So I just want to pray, and then we'll close it at that. Right. So yeah. take it away. Um. So dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just pray for the person who's listening to this. Actually, people, you know, plural, people who are listening to this. God, that whoever is in need of encouragement, like God, you just release boldness over them. And God, I just pray, God, that just any heaviness, God, over their mind. That it would just be gone, Lord. That you just wash them clean by the blood of Jesus, but the blood of the Lamb. Lord, that you would just fill them up, God, with living water. Lord, bring them confidence, God. Bring boldness and courage like a lion into their heart, God. Because, Lord, if they have called you as Lord and Savior, they've been baptized. If they have received you as Lord and Savior into their into their you know, into their, um, just in their life, God, that you dwell within them. They don't, that God, you don't dwell in a temple uh-huh. or a building, but you dwell inside of us. The temple is here, that the temple, that the, the, even the, the, um, 10 commandments, the, that, those commandments are on our hearts. So we, uh-huh. you, you literally, you dwell with us and you desire to be with your people and you love us. So, Lord, I just pray that you would just speak that love over them, that compassion. You love them. You love to be with your people. You will never leave them. You'll never forsake them. You desire them with an everlasting love. You love them. You call them by name. And so, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that that accusing diminishing spirit would be gone right now in Jesus' name. It has no authority over their life. That Jesus, the Prince of Peace, Lord, that you would give him peace right now. Greater is he who is in that person right now who's listening than he is in the world. Jesus has conquered the grave. And he is on your side. He's for you. He loves you and cares for you. So, Lord, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for this word. Thank you for Nick, God. And I thank you for these podcasts where you can just use these podcasts as you, as you will, God, to encourage people, to equip them, to motivate them, God, and to have a deeper desire for you, Jesus. Because just as much as I can hear you, God, in, in my life, He says, my sheep will know my voice. And I believe everybody can hear your voice, God. And Lord, I just pray, God, that anybody who listens to these podcasts will also have a deeper awareness of your voice, of when you speak. And I thank you, Father, and bless him in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. So thank you guys uh, for listening to this podcast, and we'll see you on the next one.